And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And that's what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas, everybody. Come celebrate with me if you have no one else to celebrate with. Now let's get to the show. everybody to the delight show my name is man chapel the monday night delight it is a pleasure to be here with you merry christmas uh it is the if my if my timeline's correct 22nd uh no 23rd of december you just heard a great christmas song i don't know what it is i hadn't put it in yet but it's one of my favorites i guarantee it and and it's not rona rumble day because we have a special guest they are studying to be a graphic designer. They are a volunteer with the Trevor Project. They are a two-time winner of Are You Smarter Than the Monday Light? And they've never been to North Carolina. The Caney Oh Murphy. Kay, how you doing? <laughs> I like my proudest accomplishment is that I've never been to North Carolina. Well, you know, it's the loudest accomplishment. I don't know if it's the proudest, but... There's um, my headphones. It, the loudest and proudest. Um, I'm good. <laughs> That's good. Um, I don't think, even though now at this point, like I'm on your show every Sunday morning. I'm every still other. Not used to recording but we're, we're, every we're, other, basically. <laughs> I just spilled coffee all over myself. This is going great. Oh, it's fine. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing all black. It's fine. Um, I'm go- I will, it's great. I will say this: your your feed's a little, your video feed that I'm looking at's a little bit behind your audio. So I heard you squeal and a thump, and you say you spilled coffee, and then I got to watch you spill coffee on yourself. Oh, good. Uh, which was lovely. That's uh, fantastic. Um, we're here. It's TLC Sunday, which means it's, li- it's live, new show, uh, not pre-recorded rumble, and it for the time being, it has been for the last month and a half, it means Kay's here, because Hi. they are a two-time champion of Are You Smarter Than the Monday Night Delight, as you heard before in the great opening. And let's just be honest, at uh, TakeOver War Games, we suck. We Oh my god, it was awful. <laughs> you beat me two to one, and the only one I got correct is we just knew that Ciampa was going to beat Timothy Thatcher, and the only reason we got that right is because he busted the side of his head open with his knee. Um, was that the only one you got right? That's the only one I got right. Really? Really. Because oh. we both picked the, the baby faces for the women, the heels for the men. We, uh, I picked uh, Damien Priest. You picked Leon Ruff. 
the only one you got right that I didn't um, is for some reason I picked Cameron Grimes to win the blessed strap match. I can't believe you picked Cameron Grimes to win that. Yeah, that was a bad move. And I and <laughs> I have already, I'm looking at my predictions because I've already kind of figured mine out in my head for most of these. I'm pretty sure I got a bad move in this one too, but I'm going to explain it. Uh, but no, TLC is this week. Um, is tonight, according to us, was three days ago, according to you. So you're going to know immediately who wins this competition. Uh, and I love that gimmick that we're predicting the show after it comes on. It's great. Um, I, but like the, I want the people to like listen back and be like, either, wow, they're really smart or wow, they're fucking idiots. Well, that's why uh, I like these. La- <laughs> last time it was fucking idiots. It, it really was. We're going to try and do better this week. Now. I will say this: I am I am woefully unprepared because I haven't watched Raw except for Drew versus Randy for the title in like six months, and I think that's generous. I don't watch Raw in its entirety, I, and I don't I barely watch Raw in bits and pieces anymore. Um, I watch most SmackDowns, but I missed this week, and uh, yeah, why not? Let's see what happens. Um, but I want to tell a story. Uh, we, Kay and I were talking about the weather before we got on here. Um, because as you know, I'm typically sit, sitting in the freezing cold gift podcast studios, but it's 50 degrees right now. And so I'm, I, I, I had my hunting jacket on, but I took it off because it was, it was warm. And Kay was astounded that it was 50. And where they are, it's right at freezing. And um, we're talking about Christmas Eve, and it's supposed to snow here on Christmas Eve. Um a white Christmas sounds like a great idea, but I'm going to tell you why I hate a white Christmas. When I was 20, I was 23, just gotten married. It was first year that, that Mary Grace and I were married. And um, she was pregnant. We, like, just barely, but she, like, five weeks pregnant. We were living up in Cincinnati. And my parents lived down here in what we now refer to as the WAR South. And, um... It's about a four-hour drive, and we both had to work Christmas Eve, and she was getting off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, we were going to drive four hours down to my parents' house. We looked at the weather for a week, and snow was supposed to start at 6 o'clock where my parents live. We'd be getting there right when the snow happened. So we take off about about 10 minutes after 2 from her job directly to my parents' house. We get to Louisville. Louisville's about halfway there, two hours in, and it's starting to snow. That's not too bad. So we have a two-hour drive to make from Louisville to my parents' house. Kay, I'd like to, for your first prediction of this particular show, I want you to predict how many hours it took us to drive the two-hour drive from Louisville to the WAR South, where I live. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half hours after we left there, we were not even close. It took us another ten hours to make that two-hour drive. It snowed while we were driving nine inches. We crept along on the parkway. I had to stop twice and beat the ice off the bottom of my car so I would stop skidding along the road. Merciful heavens uh, sent us an angel about 40 miles from home. We got behind a snowplow that was going all the way down the parkway, and we got to go 40 for the last hour and a half. And just, I hate a white Christmas because of this. I have I, I see snow, and all I think is that craziness there. If it Now, this year... Because of coronavirus, because of my dad's health and everything else, I can't go anywhere Christmas Day. So let it snow 10 inches. I don't care. But in general, snow gives me the heebie-jeebies. As long as it melts away by Monday, the 28th, I'm okay with it. 
So my thing with snow is I don't fucking like it. It's awful. Okay. However, if I had my way, we would have a fuck ton of snow Christmas Eve night. So you wake up Christmas morning, Santa Claus has come, snow everywhere. You do the whole magical Christmas thing. You have snow throughout the week of like after Christmas and have it melted by New Year's. That's what that's my dream. I that's that that would be perfect. That'd be fine. Except I need it, I need to melt about Monday morning because a lot of people don't know. I finally started a a new job. It's uh, you know. I, I went through everything in July and I lost that job there. I finally started a great job, but I have to be outside for a good portion of it. So I would prefer if it's going to snow to only snow on Saturday nights and melt away by Sunday evening. That would be lovely because Sunday's my only day off. But it is what it is. Uh, you said you mentioned Santa Claus. Santa Claus is working double time this week here in the Monday Night Delight household. Um, he's got to go out tomorrow and finish up his run before his run, if you know what I'm saying. My kids are in earshot. That's why mm-hmm. I'm. That's why I'm saying things this way. But um, it's gonna, he's going to be here Christmas Eve. It's going to be a good day. Um, I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. If you're not a Christian, hope you have a good Friday. Not good Friday, but a good Friday. Um, I believe Hanukkah's nearing its end. Or by the time you hear it, it may be over. I hope everyone Hanukkah, had a great Hanukkah. Should, Hanukkah's done soon. Yeah. Hold on, so I hope everyone had a good Hanukkah. Um, Hold on. I texted my friend that's Jewish the other day. Okay. Uh, I like how you phrase that, my friend that's Jewish. I also have a friend that's Jewish growing up in the in the Bible Belt oh, South. I have a few. Uh, yeah, this, but friend no. in, this friend in particular, um, she's my childhood best friend. Um, she was raised Protestant, but like we've always really liked Hanukkah, and she like converted to Judaism. See, uh, my friend Ephraim's the opposite. He was raised Jewish and is what they call a Messianic Jew. He's a Christian who grew up in Jewish heritage, so he celebrates both. Um, oh my god, and, where is it? I wish her a happy Hanukkah. Okay, figure that out. So, um, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, have a good weekend, whatever fits you Hanukkah best. Hanukkah started on Thursday, December 10th. So it will be over. It's over. It's already over. It's over I hope now. everyone had a good Hanukkah. Um, but yeah, happy holidays, whatever is coming up. And of course, we'll be back before um, New Year's. Say Happy New Year. Next week, um, we will have a Royal uh, Rona Rumble. And um, I've been talking to a cousin of mine who wants to be on the show and wants to do a whole Rona Rumble with me, uh, my cousin Dale. He he will probably be on a future episode of the Rona Rumble. I uh, hope you all enjoy that. Let's move on, though. We have, we have a thing to do here. We are predicting TLC, and I want to put this in parentheses, Badly. I will be predicting it badly. I always do. Speak for yourself, sir. I say, I always do. Like uh, Seriously, it is a gimmick but on this show. Spe- all right, but you're like speaking that into the universe by you're saying, oh, I always predict pay-per-views badly. I always do a bad job. You know, you're a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Like, you're making it happen. Do well. I am going to do well at predicting this show. Son. I'm gonna. I'm going to do a good job. Is that better? Okay. Yes. All right. Let's just, let's dive into this, because I got a question about the first match on my list here. Randy Orton versus The Fiend in a Firefly Inferno match. What the hell is a Firefly Inferno match? Is it a Firefly match like Randy Orton, or excuse me, John Cena had 
in, in, in at Mania with with uh, Bray because if it is and it means I get rid of Randy Orton forever, cool. Is it a Inferno match, which means that someone's going to set Randy Orton on fire? Cool. But I don't. What's a Firefly Inferno match? Did, did they? Did you watch Raw? Did they explain this at all? Um, I if they mentioned it, I didn't catch it. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna have my intern Freckles on the job and have Great. her look it up for me. Um, because I would love to see what they do with an Inferno or they Firefly match with Randy Orton because with Cena we got to see ruthless. Aggression Cena. We got to see the prototype. He became Hollywood Hulk Hogan for a minute. What are they going to do? I found an article. Oh, yeah? Okay, so I found an article with five potential finishes to the Fiend and Randy Orton's Firefly Inferno's match because there are no rules to this match yet. Well, then then you can't win. If we go back Um, to... Well... When it comes down, according to the article, when it comes down to the stipulation, there are only a limited number of outcomes, win, loss, or draw for both competitors, no matter how they get there. They also point out the Inferno match has occurred four times in WWE, and all four of those instances involves Kane. Yes. Similar similar matches have happened at WCW's Great American Bash in 2000 and WWE's SummerSlam in 2013. One of those is the Human Torch match. One theory they have... Can I go through them real quick? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. I'll talk after. Um, a surreal trip through Randy Orton's past ends with the Viper being burned slash pinned at TLC. Um, where's the next one? Oh, it's a fu- oh, it's a fucking clickbait thing, so I have to like scroll through it. There's ah, one. The Fiends gets trapped inside the Firefly Funhouse as Randy Orton bor- burns it to the ground. I see. I've seen that before with Randy Orton burning down Bray Wyatt's shit. That's what I like. feel like that would happen, but I feel like that's too easy. I mean... Oh, this is what I think is the most likely. Both The Fiend and Randy Orton burn together in a vicious cliffhanger. I could see it happening. The house burns uh, down with them both inside so it and end the pay-per-view like that. That would count as a no contest then, right? They, this is not going to main event. This is not going to main event. Uh, <laughs> it, it might. Can't. Randy Orton exploits the Fiend's weakness and wins... Oh, they're going to use Alexa. Is he going to set Alexa on fire? <laughs> Just bur- we're going to burn. It's a small fire. It's not going to keep very much warm. Is it? Oh. If you're okay, one okay. K Murphy tall, like you can't set that much on fire for too long. Exactly. And then finally, life is a circle. Alexa Bliss reprises her role from Extreme Rules as a vessel for Sister Abigail and helps the Fiend in defeating Randy Orton. They're not going to do that. No, it's too easy. Okay. What I was going to say is, I think I remember every single one of the fire matches that we're talking about. The four Inferno matches in WWE, three of them, if I'm not mistaken, are Kane versus Undertaker. And one of them is Kane versus Montavious, or Montel, MVP, MVP. whatever his name stood for. Um, Uh, And I remember, because that MVP one, that's from the Armageddon show from like six years ago. Where Joey Mercury's face exploded when that ladder hit him. Have you seen that? I don't remember it. Okay. Um, there's a four-way t- uh, ladder match for the tag titles. It's London. Oh, God. It, it's been 10. It's got been 10 years now. It's London and Kendrick versus William Regal and Dave Taylor versus the Hardys versus Eminem. Shit. What? That's 15 years ago. <laughs> Holy hell. Um, 
but yeah, yeah they, like they they set up do this. School. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Like I feel like I remember <laughs> watching it in high school. It was but right, I don't it was right after. It was right after December to dismember. So it's been 15 years. Um, and they set up this weird ladder spot where the idea is that Jeff Hardy is going to swanton a ladder that is set up like a seesaw, which right there, there's a problem. And it's supposed to come up and it's supposed to kayfabe hit uh, Johnny Nitro and Joey Mercury right in the face. But the corner of this thing catches right in the bridge of Joey Mercury's nose and splits him open. And he just rolls to the floor, and you see blood pooling on the ground. And so they run out, and they get Mercury out of there. And then Johnny Nitro has to do two men's worth of work because he does all of his spots and all of Mercury's spots for the rest of the match. Nitro should they should have called him Audible and had Nitro win the titles right there mm-hmm. because of how much work the man put in. Um, and why are we talking about this? Because it's more interesting than a Firefly Inferno match. Um, but yeah, I no, mean, find that one. I That's think good. it could be cool. I think it's going to be cool. Like... I don't know. Technology's come a long way. Sure. Like, they got look how now. good look how good a majority, if not all of the cinematic matches in 2020 have been. A lot of them have been really good. Whereas, do you remember that fucking train wreck match between Randy and Bray with the maggots on the Mathings at Mania? Um, a uh, if ago? you listen to last week's uh, Rona Rumble, I flipped out about that at the beginning. This match leads to the to the bugs on the canvas match. It's actually yep. ironic that this so, is we're talking about this match the week after that rumble. Um, because it's the same I like that the story has come back because I was really into their feud three years ago. I was not into the maggots on the canvas. I just wasn't. However, technology has come far enough and WWE with this pandemic is forced to be creative enough where they can exceed that. And I think I think a lot of this match is going to have used to retcon that that match, the maggot match. Oh god, they're gonna do something with maggots, aren't they? Probably. Oh my god. Uh okay. All right. I'll keep an open mind. Maybe this match won't be terrible. Maybe be entertaining. I don't you know I it don't need to be, be terrible. I don't need to be technically good. I just need to be entertained because it's a cinematic match. So that brings us to the important question. Who do you pick to win this match? Bray. Yeah, I think it has to be. Because it, te- Bray's technically the baby face here, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I'm picking I'm picking Bray because it, just, it it makes no sense if Randy Orton, after setting Bray on fire on Raw last week, win, sets Bray on fire again and wins this match. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I guess we're going there. Oh, okay. Now a less infuriating match, hopefully. Although... With just it could have just a high body count. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and somebody. At some point, oh. they quote unquote injured Lana. Maybe they realized that holy hell, we're putting Lana in a title match again. Um, <laughs> so Asuka has a mystery partner, and why. someone's gonna win. So, first question, important question: Who is Asuka's partner? Um, I'll go first since I made you pick first with the Fiend. <laughs> Um, there's been a lot of names tossed around. I keep hearing Charlotte Flair over and over again because Charlotte was the only one who was quote unquote ready for Oscar. She she ended Oscar's undefeated streak. Yeah, but other people have also pinned Oscar. Uh, Carmella at this point I believe has pinned Oscar. I know Alexa Bliss has pinned Oscar. Pretty sure Bailey's pinned Oscar. Um, so none of those are good possible answers. I want them to do something they should have done. Uh, nine months ago 
and pulled the trigger on someone who deserves the main roster run and really has done all they can do in NXT. My pick for Asuka's partner is Rhea Ripley. I That's think, what I said on Kings of the Rings. Well, it's because it's a great answer. You Great minds, you know? Uh, but yeah, I my pick is Rhea. I think it, it just makes enough sense. I, and full disclosure to the listeners, I haven't listened to Kings of the Ring yet, uh, which I will get to tomorrow on my drive to work. But I think it's got to be Rhea. Um, and honestly, I think they need to win the titles. So I'm picking, picking them. All right, go ahead. I want it to be Rhea the most, but I really think it's Charlotte. <sighs> So if I wanted to, because, all right, so on Kings of the Rings, spoiler alert, we predicted TLC also, um, and I said, you know, it would be fucking wild as I'm packing a bowl. I'm like, Rhea Ripley <laughs> should be called up. And we're going to be great. And then Ricky and Willard are like, nah. And then they mentioned Charlotte. I'm like, fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rhea so... should be getting the spot, but it's going to be Charlotte. All right. And then are they winning the titles or... Shayna and I are retaining. If Charlotte comes back, they're winning the titles. Okay. Um, but I think Charlotte's gonna turn on Oscar immediately. And challenge Oscar for the no, maybe not. Not like tonight. <laughs> uh, see, like within a couple weeks, I think she's eventually. I think Endgame is they can win the titles, and Charlotte's gonna want the Raw Women's title. Well, yeah, she's clearly. I mean, I, I, that's clear. But so they're pretty much gonna do what they did with Bailey and Sasha on Raw. But way worse, because there's history there with Bailey. It's not gonna be worse. It's it, not gonna be bad. It's just I don't uh, want to see. I don't want this storyline. Okay, I agree with but that. I, think I that's don't where they're story. going. I want what I want is a tag team championship in. The, the women's division with people who aren't going to turn on each other or don't hate each other. Because Nia and Shayna aren't turning on each other, but they clearly hate each other. And we all the knew thing. from the moment Bailey and Sasha won the titles that somebody was turning. But What I had also said on Kings of the Rings in regards to Shayna and Nia, um, we had described that Asuka and Charlotte would be another strange bedfellows tag team. And... That which, you know, Shayna and Nia are also a strange bedfellows tag team. But they the difference between um, Asuka and Charlotte is, like, they're dead-ass just strange bedfellows tag team with no common motivation. Whereas Shayna and Nia, whereas also strange bedfellows, they both are angry motherfuckers. And it's like, I'm angry. You're angry. We might as well come together and be angry together. So there's like a collective sort of misery that bonds the two of them together. Yeah. Which I mean, makes, makes them sense, but... more of a tag team. Although I still don't consider them a tag team. Also, how many more times can I say strange bedfellow tag team? Well, I've been seeing it since the two, although, yeah, the two man power trip in 1998, 1998, Hunter and Hunter and Austin win the tag team titles. 99. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and granted, I've only been watching since 98. I bet it happened a long time before that. The Mega Power started as a strange bellow tag team, uh, strange bedfellow tag team, and then Hogan had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth, and then that all went to hell. But actually, also produced a pretty good storyline. Uh, they've been trying to recapture the Mega Powers exploding for Jesus Christ, thirty-two years now. Uh, they've been trying to recapture that magic since as almost as long as I've been alive. 
Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. What? What? It's watch it. It's going to be like. I heard someone say it's going to be Lana. Lana's going to be the mystery partner to replace Lana. And I'm like, I will shit if that is the. <laughs> it will not take that well. Ah. Oh. Sasha versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, I like the new Carmella. I like. Do you? For the longest time, for the longest time, I didn't get Carmella. I, you know, the longtime listeners to the Rant with Ant um, know that Phil, one Phil Cataldo, loved Carmella, and, and everyone was like, "Okay, cool." What, what, but then she, when she hooked up with Ellsworth, and provided some of the best comedy and heel work of her career she won the title sneakily she dumped Ellsworth and then she went on that run with R-Truth I get Carmella she's awesome and this is a new version of Carmella who's actually a lot of fun to watch is she the best in the ring no clearly not but she can put on a great match Sasha is the kind of person she can put on a great match with I don't think though it's time for her to win this title as the new Carmella oh no way it's too early and Sasha has a lot more time, I think, before she drops. And I, she's not dropping to fucking Carmella. A lot more time is a stretch. She has some more time. Um, it depends on if... You know, she, I could see Sasha being the champion until Mania. I could see it. But She'll it drop would be, at Mania, probably. It, maybe. It's iffy, but maybe. Um, that being said, Carmella can win this match without winning the title. Um, I think... One way or another, Carmella is going to get the victory in this match. As DQ, maybe weird count out something. Maybe Sasha gets so enraged by something Carmella does that she gets qualified for kicking too much ass. You know, the five count. So I'm picking Carmella by DQ, no title. Um, now, if she wins it and wins the title, that still counts as a point for Mance. But I think Carmella needs to get the victory here, even if she doesn't get the title. Um, I disagree because I don't think losing to Sasha right now would make Carmella seem weaker. Like, Sasha is really, really strong right now. Mm-hmm. So, her, Sasha's immense strength right now doesn't diminish Carmella's performance. Like, I straight up think Sasha's going to win. Um, I don't think, Car- I think it's going to be, like, a solid showing for both of them. Like, I don't think Carmella's going to tap out or anything, but... Carmella's losing. All right. Well, we'll see. That's, that's why we do this competition to see exactly how this goes. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championships, The New Day. Uh, by that, of course, we only now mean Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus The Hurt Biggie, Business. Was that? Biggie's got new music, too. Like, yeah. It's, it makes me, like, it's good music, but, like, it makes me sad that they're, like, done. A long time ago, and by that I mean on the gift of podcast. I once stated that the New Day needs to be like the Avengers. They need to peacefully separate, go their separate ways. Kofi went into the world title scene. Big E can go into the universal title scene. Xavier can go into whatever title scene he wants or go work for G4 for all I care. But when the time comes that they need each other, the New Day assembles. They come together. They put on the pink and the blue, they grab the pancakes, and they're the new day when they need to be, and they can be solo when they need to be. That's kind of what's happening here. Um, Big E needs to go and do his do his business. I would love if Big E finds his way into the Universal title picture. Still crossing my fingers. 
Looks like fucking Bill Goldberg's gonna screw that up in Mania, yeah, though. Yeah, he is. Oh. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. You knew we couldn't talk. I couldn't talk to Kay for a while without us bringing up Bill Goldberg, could you? Uh, My hero. But mere, mere them one. Um, but, but, that's not what we're talking about here. Is it time for the New Day to drop the Raw Tag Team titles and continue on their way chasing them? I personally think it is always good for, uh, if they're baby faces, it's great for the New Day to be chasing a title. But they are fantastic I mean, they are fantastic champions, too. It's hard for me to pick. But when all is said and done, I think it is time to to make a big-time power trio or power quartet out of the Hurt Business. And I'm picking the Hurt Business to win the titles. I am also picking the Hurt Business to win the titles just because... I don't know. Just how they've been on, presented on Raw lately. Like, they, they're very strong right now, and... Again, like I was saying before, like Sasha is so strong that like Carmella, like wouldn't be diminished by losing to her. The New Day is like really strong, and plus, like at this point, they're like the veteran tag team. Like, let them put yeah. her business over. They it doesn't are... hurt the New Day in any way. However, I am interested to see how they book the New Day going forward. Should they drop tonight? Because, and we said this on Kings of the Rings as well. They are incapable of booking the New Day if they are not the titles or if they are not in a program with the Usos. Now that they're on Raw, with potentially without the titles, this is the opportunity. And now that the Big E is on SmackDown, this is really an opportunity for Kofi and Xavier to really shine and like maybe play around with different things and experiment with new tag teams. It would be great. Um... They are. They do have kind of a Brock Lesnar to them when it comes to the tag team titles. They're always in the the tag team title picture, whether on you know they're never far away from it for long. You know, selfishly, I, I'll never be mad about it though. I'm not mad about it, but at the same time, I do kind of want to see some new stuff. Um, I do have that same kind of philosophy about. Uh, AEW, the same tag teams are always around. It's always dressed to express the Young Bucks, SCU, and the Dark Order. We need some new stuff. Now, top, you know, we recently were there. We've got Top Flight. We've got as a World's Finest. Uh, we got some good stuff going on there. That's all good. We need some new stuff. Some new tag teams going on on Raw. I'm looking through all roster right now. Uh, are there not a lot of new tag? There's not a lot of other tag teams. You, <laughs> Lucha House Party, is there. Um, Miz I thought Moore. Lucha House Party broke up. Well, Grand Metal League's still on. Uh, maybe they... Did they break up? I could be wrong. No, I thought uh, they broke up. Kalisto, if I remember correctly, Kalisto went to SmackDown, but Lindsay Dorado and um, Grand Metal League are still on um, on Raw. So it may not be technically Lucha House Party, but it's those guys. Um, maybe we need to push the... And God, this is a weird sentence because of how... Awfully, a retribution needs to be put, you know, pushed up in the tag team ranks. Got to do something. Um, but they are. We need new tag teams. Have, could we possibly get Cesaro over on to, uh, to Raw and reunite the bar for the love of God? No. Um, yes. No. 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 <laughs> that I'm was the so best thing that Sheamus has ever I'm done. So sick of, no. 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 I agree. They were great, but I'm sick of the bar. Oh, I'm I love so, the bar. Oh my God. No. Okay. All right. <sighs> then let's let's have Sheamus and Cesaro have some matches against each other because those are fun too. That I prefer. 
Um, now, not seven, not seven matches in six weeks. That was too many. When they did the best of seven series, and it oh, ended in nothing. Um, but yeah, we we can do some stuff. And if Miz isn't going to be in the world title picture with his briefcase, then I want Miz and Morrison to be taking out tag teams. I just do. But okay, Miz so needs a title. Th- what should the New Day be doing? Let me you know, put that on on uh, at uh, send that to at addict underscore Russell underneath this show. What do you want Miz and or not Miz and Morrison? What do you want the New Day to do besides compete for the tag team titles? You know, you know what the what they could do. Hmm. Just just for a you know a, a four week run or a six week run leading up to a takeover, send the New Day to NXT. Just just oh. have some fun. New Day versus Undisputed. New Day versus Imperium. New Day versus uh, uh, or, uh, Lorcan, Lorcan and Birch. Lorcan and yeah. Orny Lorcan and Birch. New Day versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, oh my god, that's so much better. See? There. Uh, New Day um, versus Everrise. Now, I, I will make note of, I don't know which one's Ever and which one's Rise, but I... Same. And Brisson goes down there. So there's lots of good stuff you could do down there. Um, speaking of, I know you, I, I haven't watched, I've been watching NXT here and there. Where's Boa and, and Zia Lee? What, why are they being tortured in a basement somewhere? Um, I didn't watch NXT yet this week. And last week I neglected to, to catch the Boa segment. Ah. So I'm really <laughs> the, not He and Zia Lee are being tortured in a basement somewhere, or so it seems. Well, <laughs> we, were, we were trying to speculate who it could be. And um, there's someone, her name, I can't remember her name. I think she was in the Mae Young Classic, who's rumored to come to NXT. What's her fucking name? Uh, another Chinese wrestler, or just another wrestler yeah. in general? Uh, she might be Japanese, I'm not sure. If, if you mean Mako Satomura? Yes, thank uh, you. Definitely Japanese. But if, but so, it would be a little bit problematic if... Japanese Mako Satomura is using all this Chinese imagery to attack Boa and Xia Li, who are both Chinese. But I'm okay with her leading a stable of people. I just I just need to, to not be a big problem, you know? Yeah. You know, we can't just lump all the Asian women together, or all the Asian folks together and say, hey, look, they're all the same. No. We did that with, I mean, I think they did that with Kai and Tai a little bit. That was no good. Um we are we we flew off the rails on this one. I had I had to ask about Boa, but it's because we're to the two main events already. The oh, this is the TLC show. There's no there's no tables matches, no ladders matches, no chairs matches, but there are two TLC matches. So we're going to get to both of those. Let's start with the easy one. I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same answer to this one. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the Universal Title TLC match. Daddy um, Roman's winning. Next yeah. <laughs> That, that's the answer. The answer is Roman. Now. However, I do think it's going to be the best match on the, of the night. I think so. Um, and I expressed my frustration. Actually, no, my, not my frustration. My lack of frustration with um, Roman Reigns at that TL, or the uh, Royal Rumble I just did. It's the one where he had, and coincidentally, he had a universal title match with Kevin Owens earlier in the night. Shark Cage match, Jericho in the Shark Cage. He got the hell beat out of them, and then he showed up number 30 in the Royal Rumble, and people were pissed. People were furious to the point where they were cheering Randy Orton as the winner. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that piece of commentary by you. It's so good. It's so good. Like, Actually, 
when you finish your rant, I have an argument as to why Kevin Owens can win. Okay. All right. Um, If you don't like... It took forever to turn Roman heel. And at this point, everyone's like, yeah, Roman's a great heel. He he was a great heel then. He just had to be considered a babyface. Roman Reigns is built to be a heel. Um, But Roman Reigns right now is on the run of his life. He needs to hang on to this title with every bit of strength he has. And if old man Goldberg shows up, I want him to hit him with a truck. Because I... But Roman is not losing to Kevin Owens here. And you're about to tell me how he could win. I don't see it. But I know, please I'm like not me. How, tell you how... how he's going to win. I'm going to tell you why he could win. Okay, tell me why. Ke- Kevin Owens, Owens is not my prediction. Roman is my prediction, but I can tell you why Kevin Owens could win. Kevin Owens goes through a strenuous battle with Daddy Roman. Yep. He becomes the Universal Championship. Next month is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. William Goldberg enters at number 30. William Goldberg wins. I'm going to put this pin in my eye. (laughs) William Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble, and he challenges Kevin Owens for the Universal title. And we get a fast lane sequel at WrestleMania. (laughs) No. 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 Can't stomach it. Sorry. No good. Oof. Mm. I'm like choking on my coffee. What if that happened though? Could you imagine? I'm, I'm choking on your booking. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, as you all may or may not know, Kay has powers. She's, they speak into the universe. And then Goldberg does things. So, the universe, don't listen. Don't listen to her. She's hot. Don't listen, don't to, listen to her. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. They're high. I got, <laughs> I got on a roll. My bad. Hoof. <laughs> okay. uh, now I feel terrible. Sorry. Don't feel terrible. I just... My... Because you're telling the universe to not listen to me, and then because you used the wrong pronoun by accident... <laughs> they won't know who not to listen reco- to. <laughs> no, they're going to recognize it as not being me. So Goldberg is going to win. So what you're telling me is I just fucked myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, I do feel bad that I messed up the pronoun. I apologize, and we'll move okay. forward. Um, I got on a roll. Um, no. No, Owens is not winning this title. We're not going forward. Uh, you, gotta, you all just saw a rare glimpse of Mance instead of the Delight. I will say that. Oh, <laughs> But I'm back. Delight's back. Let's just go from here. Um no, it's Roman. Okay, we're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> now, the final match of the card. Well, I think will main event the card. I, I go back and forth on whether or not Roman or Drew is going to main event as champion here. Um, um but I think it's going to be. I think it's honestly going to be Roman and Kevin Owens. I do. However, if um, if AJ and Drew main event, Miz, I think is cashing in. Well. And Don't get ahead of me. We're going to get there. Okay. <laughs> um, Drew I, Mac- No, dead ass though. I think the placement on the card. Oh no! Is it indicative does, of it, what it does make a, it does make a lot of difference, um, because you don't you, you don't want that cash in in the middle of the show. You want it to be the last image. Yeah. Think about Edge hugging his title and hugging Lita as he you know maniacally walks up with the first one. Um, 
There's only two places you can do a cash-in. Right at the very end of a pay-per-view or a Raw, or right at the very beginning of like a Raw or a SmackDown. You can't do it anywhere else. Um, but Drew versus AJ, TLC, for the WWE Championship. Um, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you go first, because um, I, I have some things. Well, again... Miz cashing in is the biggest thing. Either way, I think Drew is winning. Okay. Either way. Um, I want it to be Miz so bad. <laughs> I want it to be Miz so bad. As much bad. as you and I disagree on Goldberg, we agree so hard on the Miz. I mean, it is... It's funny, though, because I... The Miz all throughout the 2000s did his job as a heel so well that I fucking hated him. I loved him from the beginning. I fucking hated him. I thought he was the worst thing. Anytime he... I had never actively booed someone before, but I was like actively booing The Miz all throughout the 2000s. And then like four years ago, whatever he was feuding with John Cena and shit, like I think that's when I got sold on The Miz. That is a good place to get sold on The Miz. That's where a lot of people got sold on The Miz. Here's here's my thing. I think he's great. I've been watching The Miz since the real world. When he was Mike on the real world, when he was on the challenge, this is the true story, etc., etc. Then he got on Tough Enough. I thought, oh, that's cool. Then he nearly won, and then he outlasted the guy that did win. Um, Who won Enough? Daniel Pewter. Who? The guy that put Kurt Angle in a shoot key lock and nearly made Kurt Angle tap out on SmackDown before the referee called for the bell and said that Angle had pinned him even though he didn't count any pin. They, oh. they Montreal, Daniel Pewter, because he showed that he was a legitimate tough guy that could take out Kurt Angle, and they were like, what the hell are you doing? But the people loved him, and he won. If WWE had done, a, had done their usual thing of picking the guy they wanted, Miz would have won tough enough. But there was so much overwhelming support for Daniel Pewter that they had to pick him and then pretty much relegated him to opening matches in OVW uh, until they let him go from his contract. And then the mid- winning tough enough has never been a good thing in WWE, but coming in second does you a world of good, um, it, especially for Miz. Um I'm pretty sure the only winner of Tough Enough that did anything good in WWE at all is John Morrison. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that, again, off the rail, flying off the rails. Miz, I've always been high on Miz. Um, I've told the story before. I was 15, 20 minutes late picking up my wife from work the night Miz won the title the first time. I I, I would have sworn he was going to cash in at Survivor Series. Um, he didn't. It made me sad. I freaked out. But it is what it is. Um, now, you're picking Drew, and we'll get to The Miz in a second. Last Monday night was the lowest Raw rating in the history of Monday Night Raw. Vince McMahon does not handle things like that well. Okay? And all the backstage, all the dirt sheets, yes, Meltzer, but also the other guys, PW Inside, Gabe Spolsky, etc., etc., say Vince is losing his mind and is looking to shake up Monday Night Raw. Do you know what else they want? What's that? USA is mad at Monday Night Raw now because of the, you know, the world's worst ratings. Yes, I saw that too. They said that they want more adult programming, and they said they want more violence. Yeah, 
I love the fact that uh, our USA is like, we gave you $2 billion and you're you're not living up to what we... And also, it's going to be a problem for SmackDown on Fox, too. We gave you all this money based on these ratings and then the ship sank. I think it's so unfair, just a like quick sideburg, it's unfair to compare Fox's ratings to USA's ratings. I think that's so unfair. Well, you mean because Fox is a cable station and, and exactly. available for... Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Listen, for a long time, we didn't have cable because we, um, well, we couldn't fucking afford it. Um, but we um, we had a digital antenna and we got seven channels. And if SmackDown had been on Fox at that time, I never would have missed it because there was very little to watch on Friday nights. So, I am... You're right. Fox's, you know, SmackDown's ratings are great, but uh, compared to Raw's because they're on cable or on, uh, net, or on broadcast. But you got to think about this: AEW is still beating SmackDown numbers in eighteen to thirty-four, even though SmackDown's on cable. Um, they're still they're still screwing the pooch here. They're just doing it less because of you know they're available in more places. Regardless, regardless, Vince McMahon doesn't handle losing very well, even though he's losing to himself and to history. I have a pretty good feeling that Drew's not walking out of this building tonight as the WWE champion. Now, who is the person that walks away with it? Well, what does Vince like to do? He likes for there to be controversy. He likes to shake things up. Wouldn't it shake things up great if Drew McIntyre, the one-time chosen one, the guy that conquered Brock Lesnar, the guy that conquered Randy Orton, suddenly lost his title, and then that guy lost his title too. So I'm, I'm, I'm... I am uh, foreshadowing my next pick, but I'm picking AJ to win the WWE title in the TLC match. AJ is going to win that part of the match, which brings us to our final prediction. Is the Miz going to cash in? And as you probably can figure out from what I've talked about so far, yeah, the Miz is going to cash in on AJ and he's going to win the title. Absolutely. I, I, I have, I, granted, have I been wrong before? Clearly. This happens a lot on this show. But in, in my mind, in my heart, I can see Miz, can, you know, the Miz has been, and Morrison have been aligned with AJ. I can see them celebrating. I can see them having AJ up on their shoulders. And then all of a sudden, skull-crushing finale, moonlight drive, and Miz is the WWE champion once again after 10 years. So, yes, there's my last prediction there. I'm going to throw it to you. Do you think Miz is going to cash in? Which champion do you think Miz is going to cash in on? And is he leaving with the title belt? I think Miz is going to cash in on Drew, and I think Miz is going to walk away WWE champion. Okay. I originally, before you made your very compelling argument about the ratings of Raw, I was going to say that Miz was not winning the title tonight. Okay. But it makes sense it, for, to cash in. It makes sense for him to cash in, win this title tonight, because then you're going to want to watch Raw tomorrow, because Miz is going to open up Raw tomorrow with John, and we're, we're going to coronate the Miz tomorrow. Exactly. It's dead-ass how Raw's going to go tomorrow. Exactly. Now, now, where do we go from here? I'm going to fantasy book now. It's my turn. And y'all always seem, y'all may realize I seem to book the same match over again because I've never seen it the way I want it to. I want Miz to win the title. I want Miz to screw Drew out of a rematch. And then at Royal Rumble, I want Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. And then I I want him to hop over to Raw. And at WrestleMania, I want... And it, it's, it won't main event because Roman will main event with somebody, not Goldberg. I, and I want 
uh, Miz versus Brian for the title and Brian to win his, you know, probably last WWE title triumphantly at WrestleMania again against his biggest foe, The Miz. I have said my piece. I've, I have spoken it into the universe. I don't know if the universe is listening, but if they are, please make it happen, universe. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, that's the whole reason I went to New York's WrestleMania. I was going to, you know, I went to New Orleans and I was thinking, you know what? I've been to WrestleMania. I've done the I've done the trip to Mecca thing. We're gonna we're gonna stay home and watch next WrestleMania. And then my head started saying, "Hey, Daniel Bryan's gonna win the title at next year's WrestleMania from the Miz. You should probably go." And I was like, "Brain, that doesn't make sense. Miz is the champion. Yeah, but it could happen." So I booked the trip. And did I get that match? No, I did get Kofi Kingston winning the title from Daniel Bryan, and I did get um, the women's match. And then I got that great takeover. So I got tons of stuff at it, but I still haven't got the match I really want to see. Daniel Bryan winning the title from The Miz. And I'm hoping this is the time. Am I going to go to WrestleMania if I'm able to? Probably not. Not something I can afford right now. But I will be content if it happens and I get to see it on television. I would like that a lot. Well, that about brings us to the end of the Almost Said Gift podcast. Damn it. But you didn't. It's been a year. I ended the show a year ago last week, and I still call it that every fucking week. It's just such a snappy name. It is, but it's a five-year-old reference to a guy that I'm not happy with. Like, he did the Gift of Jericho thing in the Rumble I just watched, and I I yelled it, and I I did the whole walkthrough here, and I love it. And I'm starting to get over the fact that I was mad at Jericho. I'm getting past it. I watched Jericho's match on, on Dynamite this week. No big problems there. Oh, also, Good. congratulations to Brandy and Cody. Oh, yeah, they're having a baby. Having a baby. Good for them. Have kids. Kids are great. Also, kids are sometimes terrible. But, yes. just so you know, uh, I have two. Sometimes that seems like two too many. Um, but at Christmas, it's a lot of fun. Um, what the hell was I talking Jericho, uh, in the name of the show. That brings us to the end of the show. God, I had too much caffeine before we did this show. Um, but this week, this week is Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, Kate, what are you doing for Christmas? Um, are you doing anything for Christmas? Chill holiday. Chill holiday. Uh, Chill Christmas. Yeah. So I will be home in my Grinch onesie. Always fun. I will be washing the Grinch on Christmas. Um, I don't know. Christmas day, I just hang out at home, hang out with my family watch all my the remainder of my Christmas specials because I have like certain specials I have to watch on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day alright like Nightmare Before Christmas I have to watch I have to watch The Grinch again I have to watch the Star Wars Christmas holiday special from the 70s I, but now that there's I've never made it through that oh I watch it I, I get ba- I get fucking baked and I watch it every year it's that insane. might help <laughs> it's it's a, it's a treat. Um, but now that they have the Star Wars Lego Christmas special on Disney Plus, I'm Ooh. gonna like do a marathon on Christmas Eve night and watch them back to back. So watch the old one first and then the new one. It's so very cute. It is and adorable. I also watch the classic Elmo Saves Christmas on Christmas. <laughs> you keep Eve. bringing this up to me. I have never heard of this. It came out in like 1997. I feel like okay. It, I was it, ten, I was so little. I was past. I was past Elmo age. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. All right. I'm send, right now. Send it to me, and I'll maybe I'll review it for the Patreon. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll live have watch it. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen the Adventures of Elmo and Grouchland? I have seen that one. I own it on DVD. <laughs> I 
Um, we you, we mentioned t- chill Thanksgiving right before Thanksgiving, and um, we had chill Thanksgiving. It was so much fun. Did you um, love it? Oh, it was you know because we you know I got up that morning. We watched the parade. Uh, we cooked. You know, we had the turkey already cooked. We had we cooked a ham, cooked all the sides. And we ate, and we cleaned up, and then we laid around and watched movies and played video games and digested for the rest of the day. And that was so much fun. There, were, there weren't a thousand people. It wasn't overly hot. And we're doing, we're doing chill Christmas because we have to. And I have decided, we're drinking. Uh, <laughs> so I have recipes for a butterbeer that I'm going to make and a drink called Ooh. a Drunken Snowman. And um, whereas I am about to have to piss in a cup for it new job i can't get baked i can get ripped uh just i can get just blind drunk on i won't get that drunk i'll probably have three drinks but um we're gonna have butterbeer and drunken snowmen and just kind of hang out and it's gonna and it, it was great we're having we're having steak and seafood we're, yeah. we and so i gotta go buy that tomorrow but yeah it's gonna be a good time um and i hope everyone has a merry christmas had a happy hanukkah has a good weekend whatever you do please enjoy that be safe though be smart um, don't go places if you can help it. You can you can help it. Don't go places. Um, Stay home. Yeah, wear a mask. Watch a Christmas movie. They're going to show a Christmas story for thirty something hours or twenty five. I watched that hours. too. That's, I watched it on Christmas Day. You we watch. I watched on Christmas Eve. I try and catch the first one they show, and then it'll be on all day. Except I'm not going places where it'll be on. Um, we, oh, and in the morning, I like to watch the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia Christmas special because it's fucking hysterical. It's a show I've never actually watched. It's great. Watch it. It's on uh, Hulu. Okay. Um, we, we still have to get in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Rudolph, Muppets Christmas Carol, Charlie Brown Christmas, and Home Alone this week, which I think we're going to knock one of those out today. Um, and then we're going to watch Christmas. And then, Oh, and we got to get in the George C. Scott Christmas Carol because that's Jackie's favorite. And... Okay. She and I argue every year about which one's better, the Patrick Stewart or the George C. Scott. Um, now, clearly, production-wise, the George C. Scott's way better because the Patrick Stewart's a Hallmark movie, but it's it's beautiful. It's wonderful either way. But we're off topic here. We're closing up the show. It's, we're getting ready for Christmas. Um, we'll see you next week. It'll be the 2016 Royal Rumble for the WWE title. Uh, what a, a, a rumble that I love. I, I love that one. That one's a lot of fun. Um, and we'll see you then. Okay, plug your stuff and we'll say some goodbyes. Alrighty. You can find my podcast here on WrestleAddict Radio, Kings of the Rings podcast, across all social media at KOTR underscore podcast. Um, you can check out the Wars Teespring store. We still have our holiday sale going on to the end of the year. Use code WAR. One five over for fifteen percent off your whole order. You can find me across all social media at the K Murphy T H E K A E Murphy. Happy holidays, y'all! And I am, of course, the Monday Night Delight. You can find me on uh, Twitter at mn underscore delight. You can find me on the TikTok at mn delight. Um, they're starting to build a wrestling community over there, and I'm really enjoying it. If you're on TikTok, come over and find me. I do wrestling stuff. I do "quote unquote" funny stuff. I do important stuff. I tell stories that are and and do what I consider important stuff over there. Come check it out. It's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, she did all the rest of this, or they did all the rest of the stuff for our show there. I want to thank you so much. Have a merry Christmas. We're gonna play you out with uh, 
Hell, Elvis, Blue Christmas is going to play right now. Yeah. And, and uh, we will see you next week for, I say we, Kay won't be here this week or next week. They won't be back in, oh, they'll be back the next week though. If they win, if they win, we are predicting Wrestle Kingdom, which is funny because <laughs> I don't watch New Japan at all. And I haven't watched it since last Wrestle Kingdom. So there you go. Uh, now, if if they happen to lose, I'll probably still have them back to predict Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, <laughs> because this be love. But we're gonna close the show there because Kay, Kay and I can go on for hours, but we're not going to. Um, have a merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Christmas. We love you. Love me so. Much.